Hey, this is Leslie Rasmussen, author of After, Happily Ever After. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson. We're at episode 244. It's a little bit different um, with me interviewing my really good friend, Leslie, the author of After, Happily Ever After. She has such a resume, such a past. She was a screenwriter on popular sitcoms. Um, and she has a couple books that are just will rock your world and help you really see different angles to different situations. There's lessons in her book and knowledge nuggets, as we call them, that is just amazing. And I selfishly love this as I'm an aspiring author. And man, I just picked up so many knowledge nuggets from my really good friend, Leslie. So without further ado, break out your notebooks, especially if you're an aspiring author as well. Because here comes my really good friend, Leslie Remison, author of After Happily Ever After. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and Maggie Dolan is 45 and isn't dealing with getting older very well. 17 years ago, she gave up her job in publishing to raise her daughter, Gia, but now her only child is about to leave for college, and Maggie isn't sure what her new purpose will be. That's from the back flap of from happily from after happily ever after that is written by my really good friend, Leslie Rem. Ram Rasmussen. I'm not going to say it again. We're just going to call her Leslie because it's a tongue twister for me. But her book got a four out of five on a clarion reading, which is pretty kick-ass out there, folks. Leslie graduated from UCLA and went on to write television comedies for many years. And in those comedies were actors like Gerald McRaney, Burt Reynolds, Roseanne Barr, Norm MacDonald, Drew Carey, Ralph Macchio, The Karate Kid, and as well as The Thornberries and Sweet Valley High. Most recently, Leslie has also written personal essays for Huffington Post, Maria Shriver, and she knows. Leslie lives in UC or Los Angeles, who attended UCLA Go Bruins with her husband and two sons. And Leslie, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to the Time to Shine Today podcast. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm You're so You're very happy welcome. To be here. Introduce yourself to the squad, but first, what's your favorite color and why? My favorite color is navy blue. Not just blue, but navy blue. Why is that? You know, I used to think it was because it was calm and it was the ocean. And so I looked it up one day and it said that it represents coming in and out of one stage and into another and facing wow. the unknown ahead. And that to me was so exactly me. I feel like I have gone through so many stages and faced so many things unknown in my life. And so I don't know. I don't know why, but I loved that color for years. And I thought it was because I served seven years in the Navy and you were just bring it. Well, it could be that too. <laughs> I love it. I know it's a Navy. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you have a magnificent life. My really good friend, Meg Nostro, that lives here close to me. I love Meg. Here Meg's in, the best. Yeah, South Florida. I mean, I read a chapter of her book every day, Butterflies mm -hmm. and Bliss, because it's broken down and she knows it. And, and I love Meg. Love, love, love her. Yep. So let's get to the origins of you. You know, you've done a lot of stuff here. You've written for some big names. You, you're an author of a book, which, by the way, we'll have a giveaway, so you have to listen to the end. Squad. <laughs> so let's get from maybe a little bit of origins and, like, work your way up to where you're at now. Okay. Well, basically, I like you said, I graduated UCLA. And when I get out, got out, I went to work at what was MTM Studios, which is Mary Tyler Moore, uh, used to be. 
And while I was there, I watched a lot of writers and I just kept thinking the, the New Heart Show was there at the time. And I kept watching them and thinking I could do this, which is crazy. But I did think that. So I started writing and I met a woman who was on a show called Major Dad at the time. And she Gerald loved McCraney. Writing. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Gerald McCraney. And she sent my stuff to her agent and she got me my first script on the show. And so it went from there. So I did sitcoms for a while. But then I got married and I had children. And once that happened, it was just too hard. The hours are crazy. So it was just too hard to stay doing that. So I stopped and I had my kids. And then when my youngest went to um, kindergarten, I changed careers um, because I didn't believe and I couldn't get back in the business at that point. Mm. So I became a nutritionist and I got a master's in nutrition um, and I did that and I opened my own business. So I did that for 10 years. And during that time, I kept writing. I loved the writing and I was writing a lot of essays, personal essays, nutrition essays, and a lot of them went on Huffington Post and the other places that you mentioned. Oh. And then after what came about 10 years, my son was going into high school and he was busy. And I realized I want to write. I don't want to do the other anymore. So I closed my business mm. and I started writing the novel. And um, at first, I thought the novel was going to be nonfiction because mm -hmm. I interviewed a whole bunch of women. I was at this stage in my life. Mm. And then I realized, you know what? I love writing fiction. I love writing dialogue and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where I ended up. And that's where I am today, having done that. <laughs> so you, was this probably maybe 86 to 90 timeframe with Newhart and coming into Major Dad? Yes, Okay. it was. I okay. got married in 89. So yes, it was right around okay. there. Got it. Because when you said Mary Tyler Moore, I'm like, you do not look old enough. If you're watching Squad on YouTube or whatnot, she's a beautiful <laughs> woman doesn't look old enough to be back in Mary Tyler Moore. But then I remember Newhart Show, which yes. was the cabin and all that other stuff yes, that exactly. they stayed at. Yeah. The inn, yeah. Yeah. And Gerald McRaney, I had the pleasure of meeting him because in the Navy, I was at the Universal Studios. And um, we were like, they were saying, hey, if you go watch this game show, then you can go watch a taping of um, Major Dad and also Married oh, so with Children. So I was there. It was so cool. I was like, oh, my gosh, got to go that back. It would have been really funny out. if it was my episode. but <laughs> I know. Which episode was it? Oh, my gosh. Honestly? <laughs> you don't don't know, I've written so many things since then. I don't even remember which one that was. That's terrible. But <laughs> I sure. have to go back and look. What was the thing that went off in your head, Leslie, that said, you know what, I, and I know your son, the time constraints with school and whatnot, but what was it, you alluded to a little bit, what was it that made it click and say, I'm going to write, I'm going to get back in front of my computer. And it's kind of a business parable, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Okay. Yeah. So what was it? What clicked? Uh, to write the novel you're talking about? Yes, love. Um, yes. You know what? Every time I wrote a personal essay and they went on Huffington Post, I got so many amazing comments sure. about my writing and just how much people related to me. And so... I thought, you know, I have something to say, especially for women who gave up a job that they loved and then ended up, you know, raising their kids, which I do not regret, but right. trying to get back in. And I had talked to so many women during this time. I had tons of mom friends and a lot of them were going through the exact same thing, thinking, oh, my kid doesn't really need me every day. What am I going to do? And I just missed the writing. I love writing. I've written my whole life. Even before I knew I wanted to be a writer, I was writing. And uh, I think 
I just really wanted to get back to it. And I also was a nutritionist during the recession, which was not easy. And then coming out of the recession was fine, but it still was something that wasn't my true passion, even though I enjoyed nutrition. I love it. I love the transparency there. So like I'm writing my first business parable, like Meg, our good friend, Meg is is, um, like really pushing me on that. Oh, good. So like I'm using Living Writer and it's working for me. I love it. You know, the little software platform and stuff. But what is your first advice to somebody that really has a passion for writing and wants to get their message out there? I think, well, first of all, sit down and do it. Second of all, <laughs> you, can, you can contact Huffington Post and you can see if you can start getting essays on Huffington Post or all the, there's so many sites out there. There are really literally so many sites and everybody's looking for content. And if you feel like you have something to say, I truly believe you do. You mm. know, you know that there's an audience out there for what you want to say. So I just would say, sit down, write anything, put it away, come back to it. Don't just throw it in a drawer and just keep looking at it. And you'll be surprised. There were many times I wrote a scene in the book and I thought, oh, this is awful. And I'd go to bed and I'd get up in the morning and think, oh my gosh, Elves got up in the middle of the night and rewrote this because this isn't that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just don't know. You're too close to it to know. How about writer's block? Sure, you've had it. You know, what? what is maybe some antidotes or what was your protocol when you ran into it? Um, for me, writer's block is usually ideas, bigger ideas, not necessarily like what to do in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what usually happens, at, at least... I'm writing a second book right now. So after when I was writing the first book, I thought I'll never come up with any other idea. I'm not an idea person. So I finished the book and I was doing other things and an idea just came to me. And I think for me, especially like if I'm going to a scene and I'm not sure what to do, I don't sit down at the computer. I usually will go do something else and my brain starts to work on it. And then what I do is I just take a pad of paper and I just write and I just write whatever, like I think should be in the scene. It doesn't matter if it works. It doesn't matter if it's in order. I'll just start writing. Oh, just kind of throw up on that piece of paper. Right. Exactly. And I'll think what, what, where can I place this? That's kind of funny or kind of different. And I'll just do it that way. And then I'll sit down at the computer and go, okay, I have something here, but I think getting away from writing, if you're just sitting there trying to figure it out, it won't work. No, you doesn't. have to leave. Yeah. And sometimes Love. sleep is the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. It opens up that uh, the delta wave they say you get into. It can open up the creative side and you wake exactly. up. I've Ever since I was 12 years old, this is the thing. I woke up when I was 12 years old. I'll be 50 here pretty soon. But I woke up at 12 years old and I had a song in my head that I still believe would be a hit to this day. Right? Right. But I didn't write it down. You didn't. No, that uh, was 12. So it didn't make sense. And I just remember watching something on TV saying, write your stuff down. So I keep a pad of paper. I kept a pad of paper. Now I keep my phone open. That's what I do. And yeah. I just wake up and I'll put stuff in. Now, sometimes mornings I'll wake up and be like, this is stupid. But sometimes like, wow. Exactly. Sometimes you, know? you don't even remember. Yeah. And you look at it and you think, what did I write? Right. What does that right. mean? And then you have to start remembering where that goes. Yes. Like I do that all the time. And then I look at it and think, was that for this chapter? That chapter? <laughs> I don't even know what it was for. But Sometimes it's great because you get, I write down a whole conversation. Sure. I wake up in the middle of the night on my phone. Same thing. Love it. So what, what do you think most writers that are out there, their blind spots are? Their blind spots. Um, I think sometimes 
actually they think their writing isn't good. So they put it away. And I think a lot of times it's way better because people are so judgmental of them, their own stuff. Sure. So I think if they gave it to somebody else and said, look, tell me the honest truth, if they found somebody that would really tell them the truth. Sure. Um, So I think that's one thing. I think the other blind spot is I think writing is very solitary. You're alone. You're in a room. Yeah, exactly. I think that people need to reach out to people. I think it can be a very lonely thing. And with the publisher, and this is how I met Meg, was through my publisher, um, you find people that are so like you. And it doesn't matter. Meg's writing a memoir. I wrote fiction. It doesn't matter. Mm. But you can come together with people, even though Meg and I are across the country from each other. Mm -hmm. I feel so close to her. And I literally met her this year. Right. So you feel I, like you've known her forever, right? <laughs> I do. I feel like I've known her forever. The community She's is wonderful. key. Absolutely. So let me ask you something. This is, I love this conversation right now because it's like you and I probably would never have met if it wasn't for COVID and Meg and stuff like that. Exactly. So I get this privilege of meeting people like yourself, but what script in a movie resonates closest to something you would have written? script in a movie it would be a rom-com okay um and i'm trying to think which one. Oh, that's a tough question because I, I like see. so many movies because i read just the the sample part of mm-hmm. um after happily ever after and i solely see kind of like a the the sassiness sauciness of when harry met sally a little bit yeah, a little bit that's, like that. that's a good example you know what i'm saying that's what i see with there's you, a little bit more heartbreak in my book yes yes um, absolutely because there's things with the elderly parents so there's mm-hmm. a little bit more but it's also comedy yeah so it would be one of those things that's sort of a comedy with some drama yeah a little, <laughs> not a dark comedy but like you said no. maybe a dramedy right maybe something like that yeah what but they a call little it more comedy than drama but yes okay there is drama in the book so you know yes exactly do you ever help writers oh all the time yes okay. let me ask you this when you're in a discovery period maybe you're just first meeting them is there any is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do Oh, um, let's see. Maybe just like, what's, what's the message that you want to get across? So they, if they're going to read my stuff, they know. And um, that's what I would ask them too, is before I read anything of theirs is what's the message? What are you trying to say? So you make sure if you are reading another writer, you know that they're saying that, you know, because sometimes Mm -hmm. people think they're saying it, but then they throw in something that kind of actually goes against what they're trying to say. And so I think that would probably be something that I would want to be asked is what, what is the important thing that, and what do you want to get out of this book? Like what, what do you want your audience to get out okay. of this book? Is it fair to say that your message in writing, that your message is kind of like your why? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Kind of like I, I'm learning. Are. This is like a free masterclass yeah. for me. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I'm selfishly loving this. So have you seen the movie back to the future? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 22-year-old Leslie. What kind of knowledge nuggets, that's what we call them here at Time to Shine today, what kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on the 22-year-old Leslie to maybe help her level up, shorten her learning curve, and blast through? Maybe just a little quicker. I probably would tell her a couple of things. One is, I would say, don't worry. You will get back. Whatever you're doing now, how much you love it, even if you think it's going to go away, 
it will come back even if it comes back in another way, another, you know, idea. Um, and I would tell her 22 year old Leslie was really, really, really confident and really knew what she wanted and mm. where she was going, which is interesting. Um, I graduated and I just knew, I didn't know exactly that I wanted to be a writer, but I knew I wanted to be in the business. That was something I knew from a very young age. I used to sneak into Universal Studios long before 9-11. You could sneak in through a bank. Sure, right. (laughs) And I used to sneak in and walk around and pretend I was important. And I just knew the lots were very important to me just Mm -hmm. being there. So I would tell her to just keep going and keep pursuing exactly what you're doing and 22-year-old Leslie was also, at the time, women were not uh, easily brought in. I would originally want to be a regular producer, um, a line producer. And there were a few women, but there weren't a lot. And I was jumped over by men who had just entered the business over and over again. And I think that's why I started writing, too, because I was getting frustrated. And I thought, there's got to be a place for women as a writer. Right. But it still wasn't as much as it did eventually become. So I would just say, keep on going. Don't get frustrated, even if somebody else who happens to be male jumps over you. Wow. That's that's fantastic. So that's true, too. (laughs) I'm resonating with that right now. Yeah, it was very true. How do you want Leslie's dash remember? You know, that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and death date on your tombstone. How do you want Leslie's dash remember? I wanted to say mom, wife, and best-selling author. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love it. And, and it, it, it is. It's fantastic. Four out of five in clearing. Because, you know, writing an indie book myself like this, it's like, that's a really good rating. Were you yeah, pretty stoked really when you got it? That, that was the very first um, review like that that came in. And that's I was freaking thrilled. awesome. Like, when you put a book out there, you're so vulnerable and you have no idea that yes. anybody's going to even like it. So it's your baby and you're wondering if they're going to tell you it's ugly. So to get that review first was like so such a relief. So what keeps Leslie up at night? Oh, my second book, usually. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it had to come back to something with your writing. That's so. Yeah, I mean, my kids awesome. are 24 and 22 and they're doing really well. One is in the business and one oh. is... Um, just graduated college and, uh, you know, looking for a job as a UI designer, which I'm learning all about. And um, so they're doing really well. Uh, My husband's doing well. So I think it honestly would be just get through. I'm so close to ending the second book. Nice. And so I think it's just like, okay, figure it out and end it. (laughs) Even though I know the ending is just doing the last couple chapters. Love it. So what do you think people misunderstand the most about Leslie. Misunderstand from what? Misunderstand the most about Leslie. Oh, about me? I would say sometimes they think that I have everything together. And when I say, oh my gosh, I'm falling apart, they're surprised. And I'm like, yeah, I'm very organized. I have things together, but I'm a human being. Yeah. <laughs> and I fall apart and I get nervous and everything else. Wow. So you are vulnerable. You are very vulnerable. Right. Yes. So let me ask you something then. How do you bring yourself back from that when you're feeling vulnerable? Um, usually my husband does. I mean, yeah. he's I just go to him and tell him and he usually will bring me back him or my friends. Mm-hmm. I'll just put it out there and just say, look, I'm having a tough time. And I'll get especially Meg. She will send me something sure. to cheer me up and make me feel better. <laughs> 
and I'll read it and I'll think, okay, you know what? My problems are this big right now, you know, I'm feeling vulnerable. Wow. That's amazing. And you're so transparent. It's so refreshing, especially with somebody that's been in the business. (laughs) You know, so I love that. I love that. So Leslie, let's out of this equation, let's take out our cell phone, our tablets, our computers. Let's cancel those out. What are three things Leslie can't live without? Well, my kids, my husband, my dogs. Okay. So we'll group that under family. And honestly, my friends. Okay. Sure. I can't live without my friends. Um, I don't think I can live without my writing right now. I mean, maybe someday I'll like sort of put it away, but right now it's really important to me. Um, That and honestly, just being a good person to other people because I've gotten, you know, I realized that if you treat other people well, they treat you really well. Really well. And it's really a give and take. Sure. And that to me is the most important thing. I mean, I've always been a nice person, but just putting myself out there um, and letting people in in the same way has been something I don't think I can live without now, it, especially after the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're what you've did is and have accomplished. I mean, not just let's take out the whole jumping men jumping over you equation, but rejection. What's your advice to people? you know, this is kind of a cliche question, but like, what's your advice to people that are facing rejection and pretty much anything in your life? Because you are at the epitome of rejection in that world, right? Yeah. I mean, we can agree on that. So what is that, I'm going to call it lack of a term of a secret sauce that you've ha- used to handle rejection? Well, I've handled a lot of rejection because uh, when I was really young, I mean, not really young, I shouldn't say that. When I was after 18 to 21, I was acting. And that was a major rejection. (laughs) And I was young enough where it's like, okay, nobody likes me. I'm done. So I did it for a little while. And I think that's when I realized I'm not cut out for this. You know, that felt like a personal rejection. Sure. Um, And then with my writing and putting stuff out there, that also is definitely a rejection. Right. I, I would say just... If you really love something, obviously I didn't really love the acting because I would have stayed with it and said, sure. okay, it's rejection. Um, if you really love something, just keep going because the chances are, even if you get rejection, I mean, I was rejected by so many agents right. in this book and this book's won awards. So you have to know that whatever you do is not for everybody, but also those people have thousands of other things they're getting or whatever it is that you're being rejected for. Um, it's not a personal thing. I mean, these people didn't know me when they rejected me. It was just, I didn't give them whatever they wanted, but sure. at some point I will. And I think that's really what it comes down to. At some point, whatever you're doing, you will find that person who says, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I've been looking for. And you You said it with one of your first points. You said, you know, there are outlets and there is an audience pretty much for everything that's there. And they, they, you, you were so transparent. You're, you're so on point and honest. And that's awesome. And that's refreshing. So what is Leslie's definition of a life well lived? I think for me, it would be finally saying, you know what? I'm happy with where I am because I'm always sort of not quite there. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, well, what about this one? Or what about that? And maybe the next book, or I think it that's would be my life well lived is if I could say, you know what, 
I'm happy with where I am today. Love it. So I often. think I'm getting there, but I'm not still not quite there. Love it. Love <laughs> it. And hey, time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad. We are back with my really good friend, Leslie Rasmussen. I think I nailed it that time. And uh, author, just a rock star, has written for some really big names. Check them out in the show notes. But we're going to take Leslie through our leveling up lightning round. And Leslie, you and I could speak for 15, 20, an hour on each one of these questions. You have five seconds uh, with no explanations. You ready? Okay. They, uh, they can all be answered. So let, let's do this. <laughs> What is the best leveling up advice Leslie's ever received? Uh, Comparison is the thief of joy. um, Comparison is the thief. I'm breaking my own rule because that blew my mind. (laughs) All right. So share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Determination and being very organized. Yes. Yes. So other than your own website, Leslie Ram, rasmussen.com and time to shine today.com my shameless plug what website do you like to go to to level up Ooh, i um i usually just put in inspirational quotes and then i go. them or love i it. go to meg's website there you go <laughs> love it so you see me i'm walking down the street man fergie just doesn't look like he's in his doldrums a little bit what book would you hand me Ooh, um I would probably hand you, oh no, <laughs> I have read so many books lately. Me too. That's, I figured you uh, would, you're a writer. <laughs> I know. Um, you know what? I would hand you, I, I hate to say it, but I would hand you Meg's uh, second book, which is. Sparkle Butter- and Shine? Yes, that one. Yeah. Love it. Love cool. it. Love it. Sitting on my uh, fiance's nightstand right now. She reads and we <laughs> read a chapter of her Butterflies yep. and Bliss every day. I love it. Love it. Yeah, That would make somebody feel better. Yes. What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? The kiss. <laughs> Love it. That's cool. Chess or checkers? Oh, checkers. Me too. I'm just too much. <laughs> I'm not great at chess. <laughs> Who has had, and quickly on this one, first thing comes to your head, who's had the most profound impact on your life? My father. Love it. Love it. Any favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time or money to? Yes. I just gave money to the American Brain Foundation. Hey, I'll, I'll break my rules on this. Is there a reason that you really? Yeah, um, because in my book, what the father goes through mm. has something to do with them. And so I did a lot of research with them and I, and they are the, they do Louis body dementia, which is the Robin Williams basically right. foundation. And his wife is part of it. And I just okay. really love them. And love then also anything to do with dogs. I give to the shelter. I used Yay! to that, so That's my girl. like the two things I give to the most. Love it. Last question. You can expand on this one. What is the best definite or what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 80s. There you go. Big hair, don't care. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just love the 80s, although I listen to the 70s and the 60s and the sure. 90s, but I like love the 80s. It. Me too. Me too. So Leslie, how can we find you? Well, I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. at Leslie R Author. Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook at After Happily Ever After Novel. I'm on okay. Twitter at Leslie, our author. And did I say them all? Oh, and, and my you have website, your website. LeslieARasmussen.com. Love it. And love it. So Leslie, leave us if you, oh, you know, hold on a second, squad. I just totally got ahead of myself. We are, I'm going to do a giveaway for 
after Happily Ever After. I'm going to purchase the book. I'm going, and Meg is going to personally sign it and mail it to you. You mean Leslie. You just said I'm Meg. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I have it in our head. <laughs> Leslie's going yeah. to sign it after Meg does. I'm kidding. <laughs> Leslie's going to sign it and mail it off to you. She's so gracious to take care of the postage. And for anybody that says ever after in the post, you must put it in the post in Pinterest, Facebook, LinkedIn, where it is. For some person that puts ever after in the post then you will get a free autographed copy of After Happily Ever After by my good friend, Leslie. And you have a second book coming out. I do. And what's that? That is about two women from various, very different backgrounds. They're both in their 30s and they both end up meeting in a support group for the same tragedy that they're going through. And it's how they go through it in different ways. Love it. I love it. Let me ask you something, just without giving away too much, is there a nice tidy ending to these or does it leave you um the after happily ever after does not have a tidy ending i wanted to end it incredibly realistically okay and um but it's it's very hopeful it's just Mm -hmm. not tidy okay very good uh the new book from what i i haven't ended it yet but from what i can tell it will wrap up in a good way love it good can't wait can't wait to read both of them now i just (laughs) bought it the kindle first anyway so um (laughs) So Leslie, do me a favor and leave us with one last knowledge nugget you'd like us to take with us, internalize and take action on. I would just say, be your best self. Be the person that you really want to be. Don't worry about what other people think. You know what it is that you want to do and just keep moving forward. Love it. And and squad, you know, I was kind of, I wasn't worried. I was really stoked for this conversation of how I was going to have the questions because a lot of the people that I interview are either coaches or Mm -hmm. or consultants and whatnot, but it was so awesome to get straight from the lovely lady, Leslie, a a background and kind of some of the sacrifices that she had to make to become who she is today. And she wants you to remember that there are outlets out there, you know, to believe in yourself, build your community. And like, we like to say, get your asking gear and, and ask for help when you need it. She always kept her confidence. You know, but she also knew that she was going to face rejection and how she handled it. She always remembered that she's doing what she loves. You know, she wants you to be happy with yourself and that's being authentic. And then that's exactly what Leslie is. And she blew me away with comparison is the thief of joy. I've heard it before, but the way she said it, it was amazing. It really resonated with this conversation. I hope it did with you as well. And she also is just going to say, be yourself best self, get out there, get after life and level up. And that's exactly what my beautiful friend, Leslie does. She levels up her health, levels up her wealth. She's humble yet hungry. Thank you so much for coming on Dropping Those oh, Knowledge. Thank I you so you've much, helped out so much. Me. This was so wonderful. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. I will talk to you soon. Love your guts. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561 561- 249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. 
If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.